Lessie Maker, the All Sports one, Network. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one on one, one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one on one at Legacy Maker Sports Network. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to episode 65 here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network, a one-on-one with yours truly. So glad to be here for episode 65, uh, you know, and we, we are, are getting a little bit closer to 70. Um, it's been a fun season so far. This is, I believe, episode seven here on the new season, and so today ladies and gentlemen we got ourselves a special guest i mean they're all special in my heart but we got a special guest especially for those uva fans out there because you know this guy right here I, I he's more of a brother than me than a friend uh so i'm just so super glad to have him on today none other than my man big law lawrence johnson the host of seven city shop talk and the brand new host of locked on virginia aka locked on uva baby on the locked on podcast network mr lawrence johnson how you doing today brother i'm good my man what's going on Darrell? beautiful sunday to you man, i'm look, uh yeah glad to have you on brother glad to have you on yeah man i appreciate you bringing me in man i you know we talked about it for a while you know we kind of made this you know you made this suggestion and we kind of talked about it before you even started doing these like man we got to Get on we each got, other's network. We got to collab yeah. at some point. Yeah, Somehow, we got to collaborate. We got to put it together. Right, we got to <laughs> put it together. You know, and uh, you know, it, it's it, it's it finally you know finally happened. We were trying to get you on last season. Uh, things didn't work out on my end, but now it's happening. We are here, and it's perfect timing. Why? Because for those UVA fans out there, UVA football is right around the corner, and everything's about to get into a loop. Basketball, you know, next thing you know, it'll be baseball season again. We got. Uh, all all the great UVA sports about to come back up, and I'm just excited, just excited. But today we get a chance to learn about the man, the myth and the legend that is Lawrence Johnson, a.k.a. Big Law. And so before we get into all that, ladies and gentlemen, we start off with the check-in. All right, so we're starting off with the check-in. So before we get going, you know, Big Law, we just kind of want to see how things are going with you and your family, how things um you know uh have been going you know obviously we've had the pandemic the last couple of years but how things going for you and your family and your friends how things been everything's going pretty good man family and friends wise you know it's you know the it, you know how you like when um you know the the house fell on the witch and you know uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh the wizard of oz and all the, or I'll say the Wiz. We'll say that we use the Wiz, and all of a sudden, all you know, all the Munchkins and all the different folks started coming out. Like <laughs> it's sunny outside again. You right, know, right. it's starting to really get sunny outside again. I have to say that. I mean, I, I gotta say, you know, COVID really did a number on us because right. when once you take away sports, you take away everything that's connected to it. Every element from the media side. Not only the players aren't playing, the fans can't come. 
No one is doing anything. You know, we're, we're shut in. We're in the house just trying to survive, you know, the, the, this whole pandemic. So now that, you know, everything is starting to open back up and they're starting to give us more access to what we're used to uh, seeing. And, I, you know, I'm just happy that, um, you know, that, that everything's starting to, 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 to come back to us, you know, the way that we had it before uh, the pandemic. Yeah, me too, man. I, it's yeah. it's nice to finally get back to some normalcy. You know, I mean, uh, you know, obviously covering sporting events was rough for for people like us. I mean, we didn't get in into that the, the end like the end part of that first that COVID season. They started letting us back in. We got like a couple of games of football in. They let us. They sprinkled us in like, basketball. Please thank you. Thank you. And they had just started sprinkling us back in. And now we're kind of like, you know, we had a whole season last year. You know, we're ready for another one this year. It's just, it's just, it's just a good deal, brother. It's just a good deal. It really is, man. And it's crazy. You know, when we, I guess, you know, you guys have been around for about five years or so. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and I was, uh, I've been around for a little, for five years before that. So it was like, there was, uh, you know, Mr. Ernest, you know, yep, we yep. had Mr. Ernest, Ernest, who's the OG. The OG brother in the press box at UVA. Right. It, it was just like me, him, and then when you jumped in there, it was like, oh wait a minute, we were just talking about it earlier. We gotta yeah. start our own little coalition. We all we are, we're gonna have to <laughs> we gotta we gotta create the bond there. You know, we gotta get the bond going there. Yeah, and it was just more like wow. You know, we had a lot of things in common. Um, you know, we saw things you know the same way uh, when it comes to sports and um, just a, you know because you know when the press box is very very competitive. You know, oh. I mean, I mean, it's it's it's, it's brutal, man. It's, and you know, you know, uh, when, when you see stuff on TV or you see, um, you know, the pictures on TV of a reporter cutting another reporter's throat, like, oh, they'll do it I'm to you in a heartbeat. Oh man, I'm getting that question. <laughs> You're not. They'll jump in front of you in a minute. They'll do it to you in a heartbeat. They do not I'm, care. I'm, I'm getting the scoop, not you. <laughs> you know, I said so, this. I said yeah, this first. Give me my credit for this. Exactly. So, yes, I mean, exactly. it is brutal. You know, so we found somebody similar to myself, like-minded, you know, uh, you know, spiritually uh, charged, similar to myself. You know, it was just great, you know, to to, to finally meet somebody like yourself, man. Yeah, you know, that's why we that's why we jive like we do. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy because I think we've probably been friends now like about four or five, probably about four years. And it's, the time, yeah, oh yeah, and the time went by really fast. And I, I like I sit back and look at it, and say, man, I can't believe we. You know, we've been friends about at least at least four years. About yeah. 2018, that was the first time I entered Virginia press box. So we've been friends for about four years. So it's been an honor, man. And I'm I'm just you know we've always same been here with each other and, and seeing each other get to another level, man. And I think we talked on before we got on here about how things are starting to look on the up and up. You know, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get into a little bit about little Lawrence. I want to talk about seven, eight, nine year old Lawrence. Wow. You know, kind of find out where that passion for sports came from. When you were about that age, and you said, "All right, man, sports is my life, man." Wh wh where did that Where did that passion for sports came from? When did you know, man, sports is going to be my life? Uh, let's see here. Growing up, uh, I grew up in an athletic family. Um, father was an athlete. You know, also was uh, is a good basketball player. Mm -hmm. um, my mother's side, uh, we just had athletes all through Hampton Roads and, uh, you know, part of the family. And it was almost like, you know, you almost didn't have a choice. I hate to say it that way. <laughs> seven, but, five, seven, man. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, you didn't have a choice. I mean, and, you know, I talk about my family like my mother and my father. He actually left 
Uh, so I grew up with my grandmother and my mother for a good deal of my youth. And uh, she made sure that I was doing everything that I was supposed to, kept my nose in the books, but also made sure that I was uh, being athletic and, and, and being active. Made sure I was you know, playing football or basketball or running track. You know, because uh, all of her kids, you know, which are my aunts and uncles and my mother, they mm -hmm. all played uh, sports as well. So it was kind of like a family thing. You know, all my cousins, everybody just just kind of had it. It was a, just a, almost a rite of passage. You know, is that, that's what you're blessed with. So you're going to have to use it. And a lot of times, you know, that was our way to 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 make a better life for ourselves. You know, so that's where we more or less um, use that vehicle, you know, the athletic vehicle to better our lives and or just have to have an opportunity to better yourself so you know growing up I, I played flag football all the way to, to tackle I was tackling early um <laughs> I, I was yeah I, when I when I was you know uh let me see here when I was I mean w w I guess you know peewee peewee football or whatever you know I you know I did did good in that but I, it really hit me when I was in middle school man and I was about five, nine, about 200 pounds. And I was a running back. And they were like, oh, shoot. They were like, what in the world? And I had like a beard. I mean, if you go through my, if people go to, I'll tell go to my Facebook, and you'll see like, you'll see my picture <laughs> when I was like a ninth grader. And I uh -huh. got like a beard, like, you know, a connected beard. They're like, that ain't no way. <laughs> it's like, man, he's got a grown man out here playing, man. What is this? <laughs> exactly. They're like, what in the world? So, you know, that that really, that's what I was playing, running back and linebacker at that age. And it was just, just a natural transition. And then I was also a uh, a championship hurdler, believe it mm -hmm. or not. And I threw shot putting discus. So, um, but hurdling was, was my thing. I, I used to hurdle 65 meter, 195 meters. Um, and, I, you know, that was my thing just coming up. And I was a city champ on uh, city of Virginia Beach uh, growing up. So yeah, it, it, it you know track just, just a little talent, just just a yeah. little talent. <laughs> yeah, you know, so <laughs> nothing too shabby, just a little talent going on there. Yeah, you know <laughs> you're you're at the cookouts and it's like, hey man, you know you barely beat me, or you know you're not gonna beat my record. And it was like, what? You know what I mean? I'm, the the I'm competitiveness, the competitiveness. Yeah. That's right. That's right, man. That's right. That's that seven five seven man. You know that's that bloodline down there. I know my, it is, my, man. my man Joe Dillard. I know you know Joe Dillard Jr. Mm -hmm. Sports talks. You know it, 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 they breed athletes. No, no, no choice. No choice, brother. No, no choice, choice but to be good. Seven five seven. That's yep. why it's so critical to recruit from there. But we'll get into that in just a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Now you know we got to that point in your life. Take us on the journey on how you decided to become a sports journalist. What? What gave you the itch to say, all right, man, it's time for me to get into this sports world and become a sports journalist? Where, where did that come from? How did that happen? Well, you know, all the way through growing up from middle school, high school and on, you know, you go to the barbershop and this right, is just right. regular, regular every day, every week. You're going to the barbershop to get your hair cut. You know, just my culture. <laughs> we talk sports. We walk in from from the minute we walked in the barbershop. It was all about sports. It was all about the game last night, the games to come. So that kind of built my my uh, my my thirst for the banter of right. of, 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 of sports uh, media. You know, just kind of I, I kind of have to go back and find out what made me uh, go this route. And it was the camaraderie, you know, in a barbershop, the the the, the speaking with with 
everyone who has kind of, kind of a like mind, maybe not agreeing with you because they hardly ever do, but yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, the, yeah. you know, the, but, but the mind of, you know, let's talk some sports, you know, we all kind of know sports, you know, we all play sports, but, but let's talk about it. So the barbershop is kind of, I, I will tell you, was kind of the genesis of, of, of when I started really getting into just talking sports other than just cookouts and family, but seriously, right. you know, you know, uh, dealing in the community and the culture, you know, from a barbershop standpoint. And then, you know, um, you know, I used to teach and coach at Cox High School. Students mm-hmm. taught there, taught uh, special education, and I uh, coached football and track there as well. So, you know, came from a coaching tree of incredible mentors and coaches. Uh, coach Cadillac, Elijah Harris, um, down here is a legend. He was the first African-American coach in uh, Virginia Beach. I played for him on our team. We played, uh, like, Plexico Burris, Glenwood Fairby. Terry Franklin, Demeek Powers, a lot of my guys who are um, like had Division One true talents, uh, you know, out there that um, that that really helped mold and build, and of course all the other folks who came out of the seven five seven. But um, I come from that coaching tree, and then from that coaching tree, there was another coach by the name of Reggie Garrett, who was the offensive coordinator for uh, Cadillac. You know, when they had all these explosive offenses coming out of Green Run, mm-hmm. so. Um, Reggie Garrett wound up getting uh, a coaching job at Cox High School. That's where I uh, got on, you know, with, with really just getting into more of the X's and O's from the coach's side. You know, I played linebacker, you know, so I, you know, I made some calls. Um, you know, I, I, I was in it from the player side and learned, but when I got into coaching is when it really kind of uh, a switch just flipped, you know, where, you know, you really see it from all angles. You played it, you've seen it, you're teaching it now. And, uh, Reggie Garrett, uh, great coach, great guy. And, uh, he really took me under his wing and, uh, I was with him for about four and a half, no, no, excuse me, five and a half years. And then I kind of got into the corporate world, you know, still am in the corporate world, but, you know, started working uh, with a, a technology company I'm still with to this time, to this day. But, um, uh, I still wanted to coach, you know, when you coach, you get that itch, you still want to coach and you want to coach. For me, I wanted to coach on a high level. I wanted to coach high-level athletes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I wound up um, working with a lot of friends, family, and cousins that uh, started 757 Sports Academy. And those who are in the know will remember the name of the 757 Sports Academy was an elite football academy that practiced in the sportsplex in Virginia Beach. And they are responsible for the likes of Demetrius Nicholson, uh, Smoke Mizell, Quinn Blanding, Andrew Brown, um, all, all these guys that went to UVA came out of our sports academy. So that's also a genesis of where, you know, my connection with UVA came. And, and not to mention, let me go back a little bit, you know, go, growing up playing football um, uh, in high school, middle school or more so high school, we used to do our we used to, uh, take our football camps up in Charlottesville. Ah. So, so, so during the summer, as an athlete playing for high, from a high school team, we would come up here, and uh, and Skeet Jones. I got to throw out the na- people who are uh, historians. They know Skeet Jones came out of Green Run. He was our uh, uh, person, you know, who introduced us to to the Wahoos, so to speak, from a uh, direct one to one. Where you know he would tell us about the school, being up there, and choosing the school, and why he chose it. You know, you would see it on TV, but you really didn't have a connection until somebody that you played, uh, you know, uh, in this, for the same school that he played for. 
you know, and then he would come back and speak with us and work with us some. And he was a linebacker. I was a linebacker. And, uh, you know, so it, it really was a uh, uh, an experience learning from that standpoint. And then when I became a coach, we started taking our kids. We still continued, you know, in the same program, taking our kids to UVA uh-huh. and, 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 and coaching, you know, for the summer, for summer football, summer camp. And we'd have, you know, all these uh, football tournaments together against other schools from all over the state, you know, who would come in. So, you know, that's kind of the affinity, you know, that, that I get from the, uh, from the program. Uh, in addition to, I was just talking about, you know, the football academy where all of these kids, young men now, uh, some of them still pros uh, that are, uh, went to UVA. We um, just kept training these young men. It was astonishing to the point of how many, four and five star athletes that came out of the football academy. I'm talking within a four year period, we probably had five to six five stars, Mm. you know, uh, maybe another four to five, four stars, numerous three stars and two star athletes to come out of there. But the five stars, you know, Quinn, Andrew, Smoke, um, Demetrius, uh, and I'm missing one. Um, uh, but we had a whole bunch of kids that came out of there, uh, uh, that came out of our academy that wound up one, one time we had like five or six kids playing for university of Virginia on scholarship. So that, and that kind of got me to the point where I was like, wow, you know, um, going up to the game and the kids started to age out and now you have all these kids at UVA. I had to figure out, all right, how, how would I cover the kids? How would I keep up with the kids? How do you, you know? stay connected? And, right. You know, and some of the parents are like, you know, well, how are they doing up there? So I was like, well, maybe I should start like a little media company, sports media company, and uh, just start covering them, you know, and just kind of figure out the game because I really didn't know the media game, you know, just from the jump. So I, um, you know how it is, Darrell, when you first yeah. starting it, you know, you, you know, you have zero, you have zero cred. Nobody knows who you are. You're just, you know, an independent one person because when we're in the press box, you're in there with ESPN, right. Fox, Sporting right. News. Uh, NFL scouts, uh, you know, just all over, you know, just a prestigious place to be. So I wound up uh, going up to uh, our guy, Jim Davis. Um, you know, I, I put, I, yeah, man. Shout out to Jim. Shout out to Jim. Shout out to Jim. Love shout Jim Davis. You know. Yes, Jim Davis, man. So, yeah, I, I put, you know, I, I had, you know, called around trying to figure out, you know, who, who would I speak with? And they gave me Jim Davis' name. So I called Jim. And I just kind of laid it out to him. I said, hey, you know, I'm from Hampton Roads, 757. I got a lot of kids that, you know, out of the football academy that have, that have gone up there playing with you guys. Love an opportunity to cover uh, UVA football. You know, I uh, have a you know, sports media company. We're small, just myself right now. But I uh, love an opportunity to try to cover you. And um, he said this on the phone to me. He said, that's what I'll do. He said, you won't get Virginia Tech. You won't get North Carolina. You won't get Florida State. I mean, he was going down the line. He said, hey, you won't get this. You won't get that. But he said, this is what I'll do. He said, I'll give you Liberty, William and Mary, um, uh, Richmond. And I was like, I said, look, I said, Jim, brother, I said, I appreciate this. I said, all I need, I'm just trying to learn. I said, I appreciate the opportunity. So the first year, I only got a four games three or four games mm-hmm. but the big games 
wasn't there. But um, of course, you know how the, you know what the rules are, Dur- Durrell. You got to be there two hours ahead of time. That's when the media door is open. Yeah, yeah. You better be. You got to get there early. You got to get there early. Number one to beat traffic. Number two to do your job properly because right. you have to get set up, yep. get your space, get your sound right. Yep. Get, you know, just everything. You know, get your uh, your your internet connections. Everything. Everything you need to do to be a media professional and figure out what's going on with the players and the coaches who's hurt on the field, the whole jazz. So, you know, and then when you're, you know, you're there, you know, and you're getting ready to work, it's kind of like surreal. You know, you don't even feel like, you know how it is, you no, feel no, like, wow. It, 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 <laughs> you've been doing it, what, 10, 10 years now, right? Yeah, 10, this is my 10th so season. This is, this is technically my six, it'll be six years and six years and let me get it correct. Six years in November, five years for the network. I've mm-hmm. been announcing games since I was in 10th grade. So it's been 23 years of some type of sports media dream. But, you know, it's funny that you say about Jim because I remember uh, <laughs> I remember my first <laughs> conversation with Jim. Uh-huh. And here's the funny thing. We had already got at the time, I'm not trying to offend nobody, we at the time the Washington Redskins. We had we had just got the Redskins. Mm-hmm. And and we had, we'd only been a network for two weeks and we got lucky. And people was like, "How did you get the? How'd you get the race?" Like, <laughs> right, right. Look, I'm still trying to figure out how I got the magic going myself. Uh, but I'm gonna give a shout out to Tony Wiley, who's the former um, PR guy there for Washington. He's just an amazing, amazing. And a girl too, a girl. Um, uh, Tish, Tish Carmona. Tish, Tish got, Carmona. So want to yeah. give love to them. They they were phenomenal. Okay. So got in that way. And then I I remember I hit Jim up and I'm like, "Hey, you know." And you know, da, 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 I told him about Washington. He told me he said, "Unfortunately, we don't let you know independents." Uh, you know, in so I was kind of heartbroken because you know I'm way more, and this is not the trash of commanders now. I'm way more of a UVA fan than I am a commanders fan. Obviously, you uh-huh. can't tell from the the green and gold in the back. But I, I I mean, my family are commanders fans. But I remember I'm like, man, I was heartbroken. But my opportunity came. Same dream when we were covering Richmond football, and you know they were allowing us in to do games. And I asked Richmond, I'm like, if I you know put in da da da. They was like, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, and Richmond kind of helped me get into that door at UVA, uh, which was my heart of hearts. That's what I wanted, wanted. Got in there, and it was like, you know, I I, I put in both that game and Miami. That uh-huh. was just out of a whim. I, <laughs> I didn't think they were going to give us my, but they approved of us both. I was like, oh, we got approved for both. So every week after that, I kept putting in the credentials, kept writing Jim. After we got in that first one, and he was like, yep, cool, 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 cool. Got into every game. Um that whole season, I didn't get into tech, but I didn't ask because they were playing tech on the road that year. Uh-huh. Uh, so by the next season, bam, I got I got season credentials. You know, like uh-huh. I, by that time, uh-huh. I'm like, wow, this is great. You know, like they uh-huh. they had enough faith. You know, and this is just for those people out there that are in the media game and say, oh man, quit. This is the, to me, that's one of my stories that don't quit because I could easily say, well, they don't want us, so it is what it is. But they, you know, we persevered, we kept working. Year later, we're in the UVA, and to be honest with you, UVA has been our strongest um, suit since we've gotten in there. Um, even more on the commander, so it's it's you know much love, Jim. Just got to throw that out. There. Yeah, much love to Jim. Yeah, and, and he said, <laughs> he said, hey, he said, um, you know, and, I, and after the season, I said, hey, I, you know, I would love to continue doing this. I said, you know, um, it was great. You know, when I was teaching and coaching kids in high mm-hmm. school, I would say, you know, you got to at least something called the C rules, you know, meaning you can get a C in class if you do all your homework, stay at the front of the class, don't disrupt, listen to the teacher, follow directions. Right. Okay. Same thing with this. Be on time. Actually, be early. Okay. Be early because you got, you got to get be, parking. 
Because that's I right. To, Be- I, I came late one game last year, and I had to walk from the oh, parking lot. <laughs> down the hill. Back oh, the- I had to walk down the hill around the corner. I'm telling you right now, with all that equipment on my back, I'll never forget that. I learned that. <laughs> law. I was like, I learned that. I was like, never again. Well, I not right. And I always came to games early, but that one particular game, I, I was pushing it. And I was like, man, I called. I even called. I'm like, y'all still got the media bus right there? It was like, <laughs> no, nope. it stopped after the certain quarter. So I got there like in the second and it stopped yep. after the first. And I was like, man, it was terrible. But you're not yeah, even the exercise. So. We got some stories too, man. You know, you know, we, when we do volume two of this interview, you know, we got some stories that we'll have to oh, yeah, we, we got some, on, we on the viewers and listeners. We yeah. definitely got some stuff on there, but well, shout out we, to we Jim, can we man. can talk forever about this. We can talk forever about this, but I'm gonna move on. Let's let's talk about some UVA football. Let's get into it. Let's yeah, get into let's the grind go. here. So obviously, uh, you know, no coach, you know, Coach Mendenhall has this, you know decided at the end of last season that that was mm-hmm. it. Uh, there was a lot of turmoil for a little bit, a couple of weeks of like, man, what is next for this team? You know, right? Um, and I don't, I don't think I personally ever doubted Carla. This is me personally. I know it's a lot of people was like, What's next? but I never doubted her because she has uh-huh. proven time and time and again, you know, um, on, 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 she's been able to just to find the right people, you know, not mm-hmm. saying she's perfect all the time, but she's usually pretty good about it, especially with the bigger programs. So I'm like, all right, well, let's see what happens. And, you know, we, I found out that Tony Elliott is going to be the coach and, and I had to do some studying myself. And then when I started looking at his resume, I'm like, it's a pretty good resume. <laughs> then he had his first press conference, and I'm like, this guy's intelligent, like super duper intelligent. And like, and we brilliant. Got I think the word is brilliant. Brilliant, yeah, absolutely. Brilliant, brilliant is what we use. Brilliant, brilliant. And I said to myself, like, man, he just listening to him. I was like, man, I, I haven't played football since I was little. I was uh-huh. like, I think I'd run through a wall for this man. Uh-huh. And so, you know, it's, we got Coach Elliott in here now. What are your thoughts about this 2022 season? What do you, you know, looking into it? Uh, just give me, you know, thoughts, predictions, whatever. Uh, what are your thoughts on UVA football heading into 2022? First of all, I got to give a shout out to Carla. I call people who watch me and listen to me on my shows. I call her the goat. I call her Carla the goat. Facts. Because because Carla is is doing things at UVA that I don't think any AD at this pace right. has gotten accomplished. Uh, accomplished. And, and as far as her, uh, you know, the way the teams are, uh, you know, they're they're all typically are doing well. Yep. Uh, outside of women's basketball and women's basketball now is on. Oh, fire it's about to change. Recruiting. Yes. It's about to change. It's Go about to change real fast. Exactly. <laughs> so I just kind of feel like, and you know, and that's her sport. You know, she's a basketball player, you know, by natural trip from athletic trade. Mm-hmm. You know, she played basketball at Georgia, uh, Carla. So shout out to Carla, you know. Uh, Much leader. love to Carla. Yes, yes. And I, I think she's the greatest. So, um, but yeah, um, for this year, I think that UVA football is going to surprise some people. I think that they think typically when you lose a coach, there's usually a, a, a downshift, right? You know, that goes on and your, and your program is going to struggle and you have to rebuild. You have to totally do redo your recruiting and get players in that, you know, that are, uh, that'll work with your system right. and, and, and everything offense and defensive sides of the ball and special teams of that. So I don't think that there's going to be, a fall off at all. I think that they upgraded uh, yeah. w- when it comes to the staff. And I'm not, I'm not knocking Bronco. I, I like Bronco. Love Bronco. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I love, love Bronco. what Bronco did for the program. He pulled them out of the dungeon, right? You know, and, and made them a reputable, respectable program. 
Right. Um, so, and they went to a bowl game, uh, won, won the Coastal. Yep. Something they hadn't went to the Orange Bowl. Time. That's right. Went to the Orange Bowl. Bowl. Love the Bronco. Yep. And so I got to give him credit for that. But to go to the next level, you kind of have to ramp it up and, and find someone who can take you to the next level. And when you have a coach like Coach Elliott, who actually has been to eight ACC championship games, yep. something in that realm. Has two national, you know, yeah. I mean, one he has been to four, yeah, five, four national. I think, games. I think he's with the four and won two, two. Yeah, yes, yeah. In ACC championships, he's been to eight, eight of them. I think. Yeah, I you don't know, think he we, lost any. You know, I, I, I mean, had, maybe one, but maybe I, maybe, maybe one. Maybe. But remember, remember I, we I, had don't, that. I don't. I don't have the stat off top hand, but I'm pretty sure he's won. He's won more than he lost. I can promise you that. We were at the media day, uh, you know, when we had all the um, coaches at the round table. All the different coaches were at different round tables, and um, we were talking to all the coaches. And Coach Elliott was uh, at the podium, and then when he got off the podium, I was sitting with Scott German with the Augusta Free Press. Shout out to him and Chris out there, my guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, Scott German and I looking at each other. He goes, "How many rings do you think he has?" And I said, "Well, I think we're really going to have to count here. You get if you win a national championship, that's three. Right, for, for one year. One so year. So cha- yes, so he's got champ- six alone in a couple six years. Six alone in just champ- for for national championship years. Right, and then and then you figure, you know, from all the other five years or four years of you know losing, so he's got two for for two more years of losing. You know, in the championship game. Right. So you're talking. I mean, the man probably has like eight to ten rings. He said he said he has them in a in a vault somewhere at his house. He doesn't even look at. We asked him about it, and he said, "Yeah, you know, I don't even look at those things." The man probably got like ten rings. Don't even break my you know? when You're rock, rocket science. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So when, when when people say, you know, oh, you know, I don't know how good he's gonna be. I said, you know what? I said he's doing things that we have no clue of what high success is. High high right. success in college football, we have no clue what that is. So whatever he says, we need to do. We need to just do it. Yeah, you know, because because we have no reference to say to say otherwise. The the recruiting alone has already gotten better, and yeah, you know, he's going to recruit from the seven seven five seven. We already know that, but that's very critical. Mm-hmm. Is recruiting from that area and stopping those guys from leaving the state and staying here. Mm-hmm. There's, there's there's a lot of greatness that leaves that state, to, uh, leaves that part of the state to go elsewhere. Um, you know, and so I, I I got a good feeling about him bringing that back. You know, and just, you know, I talked to him at ACC Media Day, um, you know, had a five minute interview with him, spoke to him a little bit afterwards. But you just sm- feel smarter around him. Like, <laughs> like you, when you're talking to him, he has a demeanor and a way about him. You're like, man, this guy right here knows his stuff. Like I he had me believe we haven't even touched the field yet. Like talking about I mean, We haven't, you know, Richmond is a couple weeks away and I'm like, man, I got all the confidence in the world. He has, mm-hmm. he has not changed my demeanor going into this season. I'm like, yeah, let's go. He got me hyped. I'm like, let's do this. Come on, coach. Let's go. I mean, I want to give a prediction, but I'm not. I'm going to hold off let's do on that. a prediction. Let's, do that. let's hold off on it. You know, we're going to hold off on it. You know, <laughs> let, let's get out of fall camp, see who's healthy, see how everybody's doing, and then maybe we'll give a prediction. I will give a prediction. Um, you know, maybe we'll do it on the show together or, or however. Right. Maybe I, I, I'll, you know, get you a link in on the show. But, yeah, I'm definitely going to uh, – uh, or I feel like, you know, it's going to be a uh, an even better year. They only won six games last year. Um, probably should have won eight. 
Should have won. Should have Definitely should have won eight at least. I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say the number, but I think that we're somewhere in that range, if not better. You know, based off I, of what what I see him doing. I'll give a range. I'll say I'll say anywhere from eight to ten. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal range. And people like, well, "What are you talking about?" Well, for me, I will say, I think the ACC is kind of wide open this year. There's no mm-hmm. guarantee on who's going to win the conference. Obviously, be, automatically people are going to say Clemson because of the experience and that you know, and what the recruits they get. But mm-hmm. you know, or maybe even I guess Wake Forest because of the year they had last year. Um, but but they lost their quarterback. They lost the quarterback their quarterback. Is out. And, yeah, that, and that's a huge down. loss. I mean, NC State has um, the young man Riley, I believe. I could be, I could be saying last name, but they, they they're really good at quarterback in the ACC this year. So, mm-hmm. but but people tend to forget is that we have a top five passing per, <laughs> passing quarterback in the nation, and most of the part last year led the nation in passing yards, and he mm-hmm. was top five in touchdowns for the majority of the season. And the top three wide receiving core. Top, in the top, top I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> the receiving core is dangerous. They got probably the, they may low key have the best receiving core in the ACC with Thompson, mm-hmm. with Billy, with you know. Um, I think they do. You got Tichon Thompson. You got Wicks. You got Davis. Yep. You know. Davis. You got. I always, Dem- forget, <laughs> I always forget about Davis because I, I, we missed that year of, of having Davis. Mm-hmm. They got four guys, and that, I'm not excluding the other because there's some young guns. That come Demi- up, but they Demi- got four Starling, five yeah. guys yeah. that can come in there and like Brennan can close his eyes and throw the football. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when Davis is around, he's six seven, just tossing and close his eyes, tossing in the back of the end zone, see what happens. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's it, it's a lot of optimism. They're going to run the ball a little bit more this year than they've done in the last couple of years. We know that, um, and so you know. And, but the biggest thing, and I think you would agree with this, is how improved that defense is going to be or what it needs to be because if we and i don't know if you would agree with me on this but if that defense last year was not if they were middle of the pack and i mean in the country middle of the pack because i mean there's 129 teams if they were three more games yeah yeah you win at least three more games easily three more games yeah and so you look at it we were 121 last year out of 129 that's that's tough Mm -hmm. if we were in the 70s we're a way different team way different team if we're in the 70s that's so right. I know that sounds crazy, but just getting them into that range this year will be a huge improvement because the offense, maybe other than the offensive line, you know, being makeshift because they're going to just like five new guys on there. They should be should be golden, right? Well, Coach Rosinski is a uh, is a mastermind when it comes to calling defenses. He was mm-hmm. at Air Force for a long time um, and has had a top ten defense for the past three or four years. Uh, at Air Force, mm-hmm. and he's bringing that same philosophy to UVA, and um, it's more of a multiple kind of a set. You know, we kind of we try to ask him, you know, what kind of like base. You know, every you know the, the questions are, what's your base defense or what's your base offense? Right. He's just kind of like, you know, it's multiple, it's personnel base, it's you know, he, he's really holding it tight to the vest. Hold it tight, coach. Yeah, hold it tight, coach. What we'll see come come game day, come. You know when it's when, when it's time for these uh, games to start counting. So I really am excited about what he, you know what he can do. Uh, you know with this talent here at UVA. You know in the Air Force. You know they were stout. You know they they were uh, attacking, and they were just a uh, there was it was superior defense uh, that they were playing out there in the West. So um, I'm excited to see you know what we can do. You know uh, from the defensive side as well. Uh, he has some talent. Uh, got Nick Jackson coming back. 
Uh, yes. you know, it was on the Buckets Award uh, winner, uh, excuse me, uh, preseason Buckets Award watch. Um, there's, you know, just a, a plethora of talent. Then we so much talent. Recruited three uh, other um, uh, linebackers, excuse me, defensive ends that have come in, uh, transfers that have come in to, uh, to help out the team as well. So, um, or four actually, yeah. So it's going to be a, uh, a different year for us. Excited. Can't wait. Can't wait. September 3rd. Can't come fast enough. 1230 for those out there that don't know. 1230. I will be there at nine. Um, <laughs> well, I'll be hitting the road at least nine. I'll be there by 10. You know how it is. Got to be there two hours. Oh, before. man. Oh, man. You know, you know I'm there. Yeah, that early. early. That'll be super. I know you'll probably be there super early for tailgate purposes. So ain't no doubt ain't about it. In Charlottesville that night. I'm gonna be there. Look, I'm gonna be there. You gotta be. You gotta be. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, we could talk a little bit about that too, a little bit if you want. But yeah, you know, I, I've ingratiated myself to the Charlottesville culture and the grounds mm -hmm. of the University of Virginia. You know, I do the tailgate challenge. It'll be my third year of doing this, um, and the fans seem to love it. Um, you know, I just I go to the tailgates. We have a, it's a judging competition. We judge the cuisine, the drinks. The noise, the decorations, everything about the tailgate, and then uh, and that's every home game. I go to a different one, and then we give a prize at the end for the uh, for the best uh, tailgate, uh, you know. And it's a, and I give away a trophy as well. So it get darn right um, competitive out there, man. And it's fun because uh, you know once you decide what tailgate you go to, you know they're waiting for you to walk up and you know let's get this party started. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I can't wait. I just can't wait for UVA football to start. So mm -hmm. uh, let's go ahead and get to our next segment here. And ladies mm -hmm. and gentlemen, it is time for my favorite segment. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for the Lawrence Johnson, a.k.a. Big Law edition hey. of Quick Ones here on the Legacy Makers Sports uh, Network here on 101. Now, uh, for those who don't know, the way Quick Ones work is I'm going to give – uh, uh, Lawrence, something you know, a little a quick little topic here, and I want I'm just kind of interested to hear what he's got to say for him. And then you know, we'll you know, we got a couple of standard ones, and then we got a couple of ones that are a little bit different than normal. So, uh, let's go ahead and get into quick ones. And let me go ahead and start off with the most standard one of all uh -huh. your favorite sports moment. Uh, favorite sports moment that's a real good one. Um, my favorite sports moment is probably. And maybe because it's just still fresh in my mind is when UVA won the national championship. Yeah, that's your ball. Yeah. That 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 was. Yeah, it was good. Day. That was, was good time. that was unreal because I was more than just you know a fan, you know, watching the basketball team, but I was I'm part of the media. You're you know, there. we have and we report on this stuff, man. So you know, to take yourself out of the reporting, the working side, and be like, oh my goodness. They're about to win a national championship. Right. You know, right. and then all the games leading up to it were, you know, nail biters. You know, so that probably, that little era, you know, and, I, and this is just because maybe it's just fresher in my mind. Right. Was UVA winning the championship and, you know, for uh, for the uh, for NCAA basketball championship, my March Madness. Yeah, that was, you know, I'll go back and look at the pictures that I took that year. I was still learning pitcher game. Like, it was my, like, my first year. No, it was my second year of doing UVA games uh, mm -hmm. on the floor the year they won the national championship. And I said to myself, like, how did I get here? You know, I know <laughs> how I got there. But, you know, when you think about, like, when they won the national championship, I remember sitting in my living room and I said, wow, 
I sat there all season long and I got an opportunity to take photos and take pictures of these great moments. And it's just like, it's crazy. It's was that the same year that LeBron came and Zion was playing? Yes. And, and you and I were on the floor. We were looking the, for LeBron. Look, look, look. <laughs> we're, we're, we're sitting. No, we're standing right there at, at, on the baseline opposite of the football, I mean, of the basketball team. And for Grant Hill walks by. Grant Hill walks Remember by. That? Yep. Grant Hill walks by. We're like, oh, crap. That's Grant, Grant Hill. Hill. Grant Hill. You're right. Yeah. And then you look to the right and you see Rondo right. sitting like, Four seats over from us. I'm like, oh wow, this is when Rondo was playing for the Lakers. This is the year they won the championship. Yeah, yeah, they won the championship. And then you see LeBron kind of come in incognito, and but, then he kind of like appears. It's like, oh wow, okay, that's the, LeBron. The best like, part about he's that. Like, he's like four seats over. I was like, remember we were sitting, um, we were uh, walking, um, you know, doing the loop around. Went to the shop, and that's when the guy was like, "You know, LeBron in the building. LeBron, no, <laughs> you mean <laughs> like you mean LeBron we were who? checking in? Yeah, yeah, yeah we were, we're checking check in. in. And I said, "Wait a minute, LeBron, no, hold who? on, hold on, hold on, Darrell, let me get it right." He goes, "You know he's here, right?" <laughs> that's what yeah, he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah he right. goes, "You know he's here, right?" Who are you talking about? Him? Who's him? Who's him? <laughs> LeBron. Like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's a secret way. To get into the JPJ, the basketball stadium, mm-hmm. uh, on the grounds of UVA, and maybe he came in some way, kind of like how the president would come into the White House and leave. Right. It, it's kind of like that. So he came into some kind of secret tunnel, drove in, and they said he's here. You know, we he's in the stadium. We, we, we looked like, for him for thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, we looked him for thirty minutes. And he ended up being right beside us. It was the yeah. craziest thing. Like That's we, crazy we were thing. all around the building. Like yo, I remember I went live on like yo, LeBron's in the building. Just don't know where he is. We're trying to find. It was like Waldo, and they come to yeah. find out we sitting on the baseline. I turned to my right, and there he is. <laughs> there he is. There. And, and you know what's crazy about it is when those and that was the Zion year. They yep. were. It was so packed. See, the one thing about media when you're independent, like Darrell and myself, we are. We don't get like priority when it's like a huge game. Now we right. can come and we can cover it, but as far as like our designated seats that we have, this goes for every uh, every press box, whether it's pros, right. college, or whatever. If you're an independent, if ESPN says uh, I want to send ten guys, ESPN to, is going to get their ten e- guys. ESPN is going to get <laughs> their ten ESPN's guys. Get Nobody, their 10 guys. yeah, Darrell, Legacy in Seven Cities. It's going to be standing and, and, and covering. <laughs> exactly. So, and I understand that, you know. So, so that's what happens whenever you get those games like that. And you and I were on the baseline. Man, uh, I was covering it. <laughs> till this day, blessed because I, I remember them telling me beforehand, it's like, you may not get a, a guaranteed seat on the floor. And I'm like, all right, well, it's all good. So I pulled up there with just a hope and a dream. And they said, yeah, we got a spot for you. And they had me sitting right mm-hmm. underneath the basket. That's right. Um, and I just remember, like, Zion, like, this is the one game that Duke decides they're not going to miss threes. And they were, like, one of the That's worst. That's right. They were one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league that year. But that one mm-hmm. game against us, they wouldn't stop making them. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just remember, like, sitting there thinking to myself, like, these guys are going to be in the league, man. And, mm-hmm. like, and a, it was, like, at least in that game, there's, what, six or seven guys that are in the NBA now. At least. You got to figure four. Yeah, um, Nikita, Cal Guy, Ty Jerome, yep. and uh, a Braxton Key. Yeah, Braxton Key. And so, Braxton yeah, like, Key. So Virginia had like five <laughs> or six guys. Duke had mm-hmm. like five or six guys. You know, R.J. Barrett was there. Uh, Jones. They're like, <laughs> and so right. we, had a, we, had, we were at a game where we were blessed to see tons of NBA talent play yeah. against each other in a crazy – I remember 
the cold chills, the block that Zion got. Oh, man. Hunter, the crowd was yeah, like, yeah. the energy in there was <laughs> different. Probably, I, I've never seen it. I've never seen it like that. Man. I, I tell people that, like, I've been to a lot. Of, I've been to pro games. You know, I've been to pro games. Mm -hmm. The energy in that crowd that night, nothing has topped it yet. The energy, I, nope. I, I'm getting cold chills talking about it now. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm like man, the noise, the the intensity, the 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 ferocity of the crowd towards Duke. I had never seen that in the JP. Even though the JPJ is one of the top uh, college uh, stadiums in the nation. That game against Duke with Zion and, and all them there, crazy. it was unreal. And that crazy. was the year they wound up winning it all. You yep. know, we had a championship team then. You know, I, I don't know. It, it, and, we, and we got to cover them. That's the part that, that Yeah, them. we got to cover them. And we got to cover them. <laughs> Next one Great. on quick ones. Worst sports yeah. moment. Worst sports moment. Uh, one of the worst sports moments has, has to do with the Commanders uh, slash Redskins. It hasn't been, it hasn't been something like that. Um, there's so many debacles, you know, with that team. Of course, I am a Commander fan, um, and I don't know, man. It's, it's terrible. You know, maybe the uh, Mark Sanchez playing, you know, for them. Oh, I remember that. Oh, it was I just bad. Just some of this bad football. But it, but for right now, it's got to be something like that, you know, where the Commanders are just spiraling down and. You know, I can't defend myself. <laughs> can't know? say nothing. You're like, well, I can't you, say anything. Well, you ain't wrong. Like, you're like, yeah, well, yeah. you ain't wrong, man. Like, whatever. You got to walk into this barbershop and just take my lumps. And, and wherever I go, <laughs> everybody knows I'm on. I'm in the meeting. They knows I'm a commander fan. They're like, you know, oh, man, your team is terrible. And I, I can't say like, anything. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right, man. <laughs> just rub it in. <laughs> just rub it in. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, man. Uh, favorite athlete growing up? My favorite athlete, uh, basketball. Well, actually, overall, believe it or mm -hmm. not, is Charles Barkley. I'm I can, a I can huge, deal with Charles Barkley. I can, I can deal. I'm a I can huge deal with Charles. Charles Barkley fan, man. And then it kind of migrated to AI because I, I like the Sixers, uh, and that was kind of like my team from a football standpoint. Um, uh, you know, it's difficult. I like Daryl Green. I knew it. I knew it. it I said, it had to be Daryl Green. I was sitting there waiting for it. <laughs> I had to be like Daryl Green growing up. You know, that was my guy. Um, you know, you got had John Riggins and, and, and folks, you know, that, that were um, more Washington uh, football teams, Redskins related is, is right. what I was more, more of my favorite players. But, you know, they, they went through so they cycled so many good players through there. You know, it's uh, and, and those teams were good in the '80s, so it was just difficult. So, I'm, and that's what I'm trying to equate it to, like '80s, you know, um, you know, late '80s, early '80s uh, football, baseball, and basketball. And Cal Ripken is my favorite, favorite baseball player. Mm, I like that. Or, Cal, or, I mean, you can't go wrong with Cal. Yep. Can't go wrong with Cal. Uh, you spoke of Commanders, so real quick, quick thoughts mm -hmm. on the Commanders. What are your quick thoughts on uh, Washington this year? All right. Um, Watched the preseason game yesterday. Mm -hmm. Semi-disappointed a little bit, but then again, when I come off and, and look at it from above, I'm okay with it because really, only person really disappointed in is Antonio putting the ball on the ground. Yeah, that was tough. There was some that, boy, the media, man, that media room yesterday. Oh, I can't tell you the things I heard. They are burning the them up. <laughs> they had to be burning them up, man. Oh, they were but, letting them have it. But, he but should get me, cut. That's oh, wow. was, <laughs> okay. I was hearing stuff like that. Oh, no, like, wow. they, they are ruthless up here. No, nah, they're down. Nah, he, he's a he has the ability to be a supreme talent in the league. 
but he can't put the ball on the carpet. You know, he's got to hold the ball. He can't fumble it. But, um, but, but the way I think about the team, I feel like it's a, uh, a work in progress. I think they're going to make, uh, take a step, but they have to have everybody healthy. That's meaning Chase Young. That's meaning the quarterback's going to have to stay upright. That means uh, Antonio and Curtis Samuel need to stay healthy. Right. All the players need to stay healthy in order for them to take a jump. I think the Eagles are going to be better than what a lot of people think. I think the Cowboys may take a little bit of a step back, which means that all three of those teams, Commanders, Eagles, and uh, Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys are going to kind of be you know, fighting for that uh, top spot. So I think they're going to surprise some people. Yeah, uh, the Giants are the only one in the teams in the division that haven't won uh, a division title in the last 10 years. Uh, Washington's won three, Philadelphia's won three, and the Cowboys won the other four. So, Wait, we'll, we'll, you think about it like this, it, it, the Giants may wind up winning it because they have not had the same winner of the NFC East since, was it? Has it been 10 years? No, no, one's, no years? one's won it back-to-back in like 10, like 12 years. There you it's go. It's been a long time since somebody won it back to back. No, so like right. if that's the case, that spells bad news for Dallas. That's right. Um, and so that means you know the other team should be chomping at the bit. <laughs> they should be. That's right. At the bit. Uh, next one on quick ones. Three greatest UVA athletes of all time, in your opinion. Mm. Oh, I know. Great question. This is a real tough one. Here, top three. Wow. I know. I knew I was. Gonna I think it's blasphemy to not say Ralph. Yeah, you got to throw Ralph in there. You got to throw Ralph in there. And I'm basing this based off of what I've seen. Okay. Some of the other players that, you know, like Barry Parkhill, they said he was amazing, and uh, some of the other players. But I'm going to go with, like, Herman Moore. Ah, Herman. Okay. He was amazing. Just watching him as a youngster and just watching him just beat receivers. Um, And I got to throw in there, like, Thomas Jones. Ooh, Thomas Jones, Thomas was Jones was incredible, tough. man. Thomas Jones was was an awesome guy to watch, man. I mean, I guess I could pull some of the newer folks out, but if I'm just going like off of memory and from just what I remember, mm-hmm. I know Ralph, and I, you know, I, I was a big Junior Burrow fan too. But Junior Burrow, you know, yeah. But I'm gonna say Ralph. I'm gonna say Thomas Jones, and who did I say? Uh, so, and she so said Thomas Jones, Ralph, and then uh Herman Moore. Herman Moore, yeah. 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 That's this is a good line. I, I'm not gonna give mine completely, but my favorite basketball player growing up was Corey Alexander. He was mm. like the one that I first remember like being a huge fan of when I was growing up. Um mm-hmm. fan. Oh, and Don Staley. Gotta throw Don Staley out there. Oh Don Staley, those two yeah. for me was like, yeah. And then um, you know, obviously you, know, you got Ralph and you know, you got Herman, and you know we can go on and on. You know, I remember, I don't maybe not be the biggest fan or maybe the greatest, but Chris Slade was a guy that I remember looking up. Yeah, to. I remember. It was just so. There's so many great ones. I know it's tough to pick three, but I do. I picked your brain a little bit on that one. Yeah. All right, last one on quick ones. Here's the fun one, and and when I say this, it does not have to be alcoholic. What is your go-to beverage? My go-to beverage My go-to beverage is Dole pineapple juice with Sprite. Mix it with Sprite. Bro. Ah, <laughs> ah, okay, okay. Hey man, go to that. Hey, that's my that that is it's good, man. Just some Sprite and some uh, pineapple juice, you know, mix it together. Mm. 
I, I love I love that answer because you know, like, oh, it's gonna be Crown Royal. So no, 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 that's, that's a solid answer. Mine's and I'll just throw it in there is cream soda. Oh man, I love, love cream soda. Cream soda is probably my favorite beverage. Um, uh, I, it's something about it. it's just so smooth. Mm-hmm. I just love cream soda, so I'm, I'm gonna go cream soda on mine's. All right, everybody, that is that was the quick ones edition, the uh, Lawrence Johnson quick ones edition here on one-on-one and we're going to finish this thing off right and we need lawrence to uh do what we like to call leave your legacy first of all uh big law we want to appreciate you for coming on to one-on-one my pleasure i got a chance to get this thing done so i want to thank you for taking the time out to spend an hour with me and 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 talk some uva and just talk sports in general and to get uh, people a chance to uh, to learn a little bit more about Lawrence Johnson. So, first of all, I appreciate you for that, brother. Absolutely, thank you for having me, brother. It, it you know it was a, it was a long time coming. You and I talked yeah. about you know, and then we'll continue to collab. You know, we'll talk about our secret society. We trying to build our coalition. Yes, yes, that, yes. That, <laughs> baby. That's right. That's right. That, that, that yeah. we'll put together. Uh, you know, sometime soon here. You know, with all of our other independent media folks. So, yeah. But uh, I just appreciate you having me, man. And it's just good to see, you know, all of us grow. You know, we all kind of came up the same way, working right. in the same field, working in the same school. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's it's kind of cool to just kind of see us do well, you know, or boom, starting to Booming just a little bit. Booming just a yeah, little bit. That's right. um, and so with all that being said, we want you to leave your legacy, man. Any, pro- any special projects you got going on you want to talk about, please do so at this time, my man. And then, of course, you know, the question question is, when it's all said and done and you hang up your microphone, uh, what type of legacy do you want to leave in the sports journalism world? Uh, well, the sports journalism world for me has always been like educational. You know, I, I've and I kind of still have that in my in my blood where to teach and to coach, you know, um, starting to and trying to work on some things uh, when it comes to media and the youth, you know, and I kind of put it put it there. Uh, and leave it there that I'm working on something like that where I want to be able to work with youth uh, media, uh, teaching them kind of like how we came up, you right. know, you know, and, and I'll give you kind of like my elevator speech that I would give um, someone in Shark Tank. You know, I would say, you know, I played sports, you know, uh, you know, and I was, was, was all right. You know, maybe I would have had a chance to go, you know, some of the higher levels, but I got injured, you know, like most of us do. You know, the percentage of making it on the big stage is very rare. But uh, there is a billion-dollar industry putting on a product for us to enjoy on television. And that is the media world. Now, when we're talking media, we're talking broadcasters. We're talking cameramen. We're talking uh, announcers. We're talking uh, reporters. We're talking – I mean, it is a vast world. Statisticians. You could do almost anything. Graphic designers. Graphic designers. You could almost do anything uh, that you want in the media world based off of where you fit uh, from a personality standpoint. You may be more of an outgoing person. You may be more of an internal person. You can do whatever you want for this billion dollar industry that's putting on a project, uh, something for a product that, and a project that we can watch and enjoy. So what I want to say to the youth is there is an opportunity out there for you to learn some of these things the way that I kind of learned it from the ground up. So, you know, you know, trying to work with the youth on, um, sports media, you know, here, here in the state of Virginia, that, that that's oh. kind of a legacy that I want and maybe partner with some folks on that. 
and uh, people can always give me a ring and got, if you got some ideas to, you know, let, let's talk because that, that's kind of like my passion uh, to, 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 to continue to teach and to help uh, the youth learn about, you know, sports and media. You know, it, it, you can still be a part of the game without being on the gridiron or being on the court. This is true. You know, you can, be totally you involved. Be so, you know, so don't don't think your dream is over just because you didn't make it, you know, to, to you didn't make it into the big time and make it into the league. No, that's true. You can always do a little something uh, on that front. So never, never give up on that dream, ladies and gentlemen. Never give up on that. Uh, uh, Big Law, let them know where they can find you, bro. Yeah, you guys will be able to find me uh, on Facebook, uh, on Instagram. Just look for my name, Lawrence Johnson. Also, you can catch me uh, every Monday uh, slash Tuesday uh, uh, on Facebook running, doing my show, uh, Seven City Shop Talk Sports Show with with some of my hosts. Got a shout out to... Uh, Ed, uh, Tom, Tom, <laughs> AB, uh, shout out to Ethan and shout out to my guy, Chad, Tom, everybody who, uh, has supported me and been with me there. You know, we're, we're on our way and, you know, they are, are always, uh, there to, uh, to do these shows, but, um, but yeah, they can also catch me coming to a device, meaning tablet, computer, um, iPhone, anywhere coming to you soon. I will be the host of Locked On Virginia uh through the locked on uh media sports media uh company so um it's, it's gonna be cool man i i've i'm signed on ready to go uh it'll be i'll be on every day uh do, doing the show for you guys uh through locked on so you'll be able to catch me there as well well super proud of you brother um i don't appreciate it man. to be saying that you know i i I've, in the time that i've known you i know you're one of the hardest workers men in this industry so uh, you know, and that, you know, especially being in the independent front, you know, sometimes we can we can get a bad rap. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people don't do it the right way, but you do it the right way, brother. So much love to you. Hampton Rose, too. I drive from Hampton Rose to Charlottesville. Let's you go. You sure do. And that's you know what I mean? mean. It's only an hour for me. It's like an hour and 20 minutes, hour 15 from my house. You looking at a strong three, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Strong you three. A strong three. Strong yes, three. <laughs> that's right. So I'm doing it, you know, for Hampton Roads as well. You right, know, exactly. coverage. Yep. Well, everybody, look, uh, real quick, want to give y'all a quick update for next week's show. Next week, I got my girl, Ashley Baker, coming on. She's the host of About Nothing But Sports Podcast and Sports Out the Dark on Twitter. Uh, Ashley is one of the up-and-coming, um, you know, uh, journalists in the game. She is, has grown her brand tremendously over the last couple of years. Uh, and she's she's just amazing. I mean, and you're talking about somebody who just knows her stuff. Ashley knows her stuff. Ashley will be on here for episode 66 of 101 here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. All right, everybody. I'm your man, Darrell Lawrence. I want to thank you all once again for tuning in for 101 here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. Once again, Lawrence, I appreciate you, brother. I love you, man, and thank you for coming on. Love you too, brother. I appreciate you having me on and you know, we got volume two coming soon, so everybody just keep paying attention. Be <laughs> it's only, it, only, it only gets bigger from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Be ready. Once again, everybody, right. thank you all for tuning in. Until next time. Legacy Maker, the All Sports one, Network. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one-on-one, one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the